Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work, strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to go to the iRelaunch job board and register there and post your resume because that is where employers come to hire and uh, recruit and hire relaunchers to work for them. So make sure to take advantage of, of that resource. Today, we welcome Carmen Park a data-driven technical leader with experience in the automotive, electronics, telecom, semiconductor, defense, and medical device industries. She currently works as a senior manager at Johnson & Johnson and is pursuing a master's degree in data analytics at Penn State University. Carmen returned to a technical role after a six-year career break. Her husband had a key role in supporting her before and during her relaunch, and the Society of Women Engineers also played an important role, as did her master's degree studies. And we're going to talk about all of that. Carmen, welcome to 321 I Relaunch. Thank you, Carol. Um, I am really, really excited to be considered <laughs> to be here with you. Uh, I am very thankful for what you and your team has done to normal normalize uh, career breaks. And, um, you know, we met in 2018 at the Sweet Conference in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, I was relaunching at the time. And uh, during my analysis and preparation for this um, podcast, I realized that I follow you to two sessions during the conference. The first one was uh, with Jennifer Howland uh, from IBM, where there was a panel with um, return people coming to IBM and Cummings and Caterpillar and United Technologies. Uh, The second one was very interesting because you were, it was your session and you had a panel of uh, HR leaders Mm -hmm. from these companies, IBM, Caterpillar, uh, Cummings. uh, And, uh, you know, I felt like I was there as a, like the fly in the wall, <laughs> because everybody was, uh, you know, coming, representing their companies from an HR perspective. And mm-hmm. I was just listening and, you know, getting so energized uh, when actually they said that their success success uh, rate for return chips was 100%. I also attended another session by my awesome friend, uh, Karen Wong Chang, also returning from her career break. So all of you were just so inspiring and definitely um, I came out of the conference feeling, you know, amazing. (laughs) Wow. Well, I love hearing that. Just a little bit of background. So um, Jennifer Howland uh, worked for 35 years at IBM. She was still at IBM in 2018, retired from IBM. She was the one who was responsible for launching IBM Tech Reentry. And then she came to work for iRelaunch and she worked uh, here uh, for three years and recently retired uh, for good. This is for real this time, but we were so privileged to have her um, on our consulting team um, for uh, the uh, unretirement part of our her career. And I guess the other thing I'll mention is 
SWE, when you hear us talk about SWE, that's Society of Women Engineers. We call it SWE for short, just so our audience knows that. And in terms of the conversion rates for career reentry programs, um, they average um, about 85 percent. Uh, the, the return, the conversion rates that we were talking about um, for the STEM reentry task force companies, which was what that panel um, was representing. You must have heard from one of the companies that was at the top of that conversion rate, but still yes. these conversion rates have been um, improving over time. It's a very successful model and that model has launched many relaunchers. So it's so great to hear about uh, 2018. And I remember when we met and thrilled that that was the sort of the beginning of you walking out feeling inspired and, and ready for your own relaunch. Yes, yes. So uh, Carmen, I want to know if, if we could start uh, with a little bit of background, um, if you can tell us about your career history until you took a career break, and then what prompted you to take the career break? Yes, uh, so I am an industrial mechanical engineer, and I began my career at Ford Motor Company in the automotive industry. So I work as a manufacturing engineer for uh, the final assembly of the speed control modules. And then I move into quality as a quality engineer in the process of um, assembling circuit cards uh, and the placement of components on those circuit cards. And, uh, and then I move into quality management systems where uh, I did the transition from ISO into the new, used to be called QS9000 standard for the, for the mm -hmm. automotive industry. So that was a a great experience early in my career. And also I manage the quality operator operating system, the report of metrics from the site into the headquarters. So I was responsible to run the monthly meetings reporting um, the metrics to Dearborn, Michigan. Another thing that it was very useful when I work at Ford uh, was the introduction of lean manufacturing and uh, so I, I, I implemented <laughs> lean manufacturing in over 50 products. So uh, it was an awesome experience combined also with uh, Six Sigma. That, that definitely was a great choice for me to uh, begin my career, being exposed to the latest of the latest and the best programs in any industry, uh, I will say. Then I met my husband uh, at Ford in a meeting. And we say it was a very uh, productive meeting. <laughs> uh, we have been married for 24 years. So uh, I, we got married. Uh, I moved to Michigan where he was um, working at the time. And, uh, and then later on, we uh, went both of us to work at Lucent Technologies. First in Massachusetts, uh, Mary McValley. And then later on, we were transferred to New Jersey. I have worked with my husband. We know each other very, very well. At Lucent, he was in supply chain managing uh, fiber optic component suppliers. And I was the supplier quality engineer for the same fiber optic component suppliers. So we traveled together in groups, uh, visiting uh, sites. And uh, so he, he knows me well, and I know him well. And, um, you know, this was definitely... Uh, something that he has encouraged 
<laughs> me to, to pursue. He knows my potential and uh, it has been great. Then we move, uh, ah, actually, before we move, uh, we had three children in three years to the date the oldest and the youngest have the same birthday, uh, three years apart. <laughs> so well-established, uh, mid-30s, uh, you know, and then suddenly we had three babies. So um, that was an experience. And uh, But, you know, I was working for a great company, Lucent Technologies, where the benefits were great. And I was very, very fortunate to have a, a manager that accommodated to my needs and um, find ways to to us, you know, uh, find projects that will work for my schedule. So I will always be grateful for uh, uh, Sherwin Khan. He was, you know, an awesome person and, uh, and a manager. So then we decided to move to California and I went to work for Qualcomm in the new product introduction group where I supported corporate R&D and I was responsible to manage and build the prototypes for corporate R&D. A, a highlight there was that I was part of the team that launched the first Wi-Fi on the plane, the GoGo system. And, um, you know, it's, it's so, super proud when uh, <laughs> friends of mine text me from the plane saying, hey, thank you, Carmen. <laughs> or, or I remind my children when I am traveling that I am using the Wi-Fi on the planes that I launched in 2008. Oh, I love that. So, <laughs> so that was a great experience. There, there was this opportunity. What triggered the, 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 the thinking about the career, a career break uh, was that um, we decided to move to Florida. My husband uh, had a really good opportunity for his career, and we decided to leave California and move to Florida. So our oldest was starting first grade, and I was like, okay, you know, let, let's just get settled, and then I will start looking for a job. Mm -hmm. uh, so in into that move, like in a year and a half, uh, my husband was asked, to move to Texas. Oh, and wow. then, uh, so then it's like, okay, let's move to Texas. So then I'm like, okay, let's get settled <laughs> again. And then I'm going to start looking. Again, within like a year, um, we experienced a health issue with, with one of our children. Uh, and, um, you know, that definitely took all my focus. My husband, for this uh, opportunity, he had to travel to Japan uh, very often. Mm. And uh, so that took all my attention and I completely gave up on even thinking about going back to work. So uh, she's she's very healthy, treated, mm. doing great. So, you know, that's that's what it, it triggered the, the career break. Yeah. And so you were on career break for a six year period during that time, during th those moves um, and during the health issue with one of your children. And when you were on the other side of that, when did you just, did you decide it was the right time to go back? What were the circumstances at that moment? Yes. Um, so we moved back to Florida and our, our oldest was starting uh, middle school. Okay. I was desperate to go mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. You know, what it kept me uh, sane, I will say, uh, was definitely, you know, my husband talking with me about situations at work and brainstorming together 
definitely, wow. uh, you know, kept me really active and updated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also SWE, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got involved with SWE outreach and I also um, became a scout leader. Uh, um, I am. I have an Eagle Scout uh, from Scouts of Mexico, and uh, so I'm passionate about that. And and I was able to combine the STEM outreach programs from SWE into Girl Scout activities. So mm-hmm. uh, my my troops. I was also co-leader of another of a couple other other troops. So then I I was you know dragging everybody to the <laughs> outreach programs uh, in a STEM that I could find uh, local. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so you said that your husband would come home and talk to you about some of these technical challenges and issues that, that he was facing. Um, and pretty amazing because you had worked together as colleagues before mm-hmm. you um, understood well your potential, your abilities, and obviously a huge amount of respect there. So um, he would come home and talk about these and by having those conversations, you would maybe look something up or did you take a course or something or like how did you stay current to have those conversations with him um no i didn't take any course i read the swim magazines uh-huh. <laughs> uh you know i i had facebook and i follow nasa and you know uh-huh. and big big uh-huh. companies uh, with you know the latest technologies and, and things like that so that's how i i was you know keeping myself current uh, mm-hmm. i had i had some neighbors that were also with a technical background uh, taking career breaks and mm-hmm. they were actually taking uh, courses in community colleges uh in mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so th- this is something that I didn't do. I, I just couldn't find the time to, to yeah. focus on that. But going back to um, thinking about what you have done before in your career, we have to go back to the beginning of who we are, why we decided to study, what we were, what we decided to study, uh, mm-hmm. what is uh, the subject that makes us so uh, obnoxious, maybe for some people. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, so because that's where is your passion, you know. So we yeah. cannot forget that. Yeah. So, um, when at what point did you decide I'm really ready to relaunch? And what were some of the initial steps that you took um, in your job search? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it was 2018. And I said, that's it. I I need to go back. And the way I'm going to go back is going to the Society of Women Engineers Conference. Mm-hmm. And also, before going to the conference, I reached out to a book that I have used several times in my career. The original name of the book was Knock Them Dead, and they also always follow that year where it was printed. So they were always like uh, Knock Them Dead 2005. That's the first one I had. Then Knock Them Dead 2007 and eight and you know all that. So when I went to look for the book, I realized that the title has changed a little bit. And it was printed in 2017. It has the latest of the latest in terms of like LinkedIn and everything that has been now, you know, converted electronically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the name of the book is The Ultimate Job Search Guide. Okay. Uh, and uh, the author is Martin Yate. 
All right. So I just want to tell our listeners, we'll um, put that information and hopefully a link in the podcast notes if anyone wants to uh, take a look at that. Yes. So. so with that book, I, as I said, I use it several times in my career because the moves and I had to look for a job. Uh, this book is, is one of my top three books that I am so um, attached sentimentally even with this title, <laughs> because yeah. uh, the book has uh, all the questions that they can ask you during an interview, but also includes why they're asking that question and also mm. how you should answer the question. And then it has this also uh, section that makes you think what I said before about who you are, why you did you you know why I decided to go into engineering? What I was thinking in middle school? What I was thinking in high school? And and then also make me refresh my my you know my mind about my, the the achievements that my career in my career before I took the break. This is this is the book I will recommend everyone uh, to get uh, to to bring your confidence back if you are struggling with that. Definitely, sure. it's a good thing. Uh, then um, after, you know, reviewing the book, I reached out to a great friend, AC Austin. She was my neighbor in Texas, and she also was in a career break, uh, and she relaunched earlier than me. And her background is uh, in, re in human resources in high-tech companies like Microsoft. So, uh, hey, I, I called AC and I said, hey, I'm coming back uh, and I need your help. So she reviewed my resume. She uh, gave me all the tips and brought to the light all this uh, concept of uh, buzzwords in your mm -hmm. resume that have been <laughs> aligning with the job description so that and you know she helped me she helped me interview she interviewed me and you know gave me pointers and, and all these things so and and then you know i went to the uh, society of women engineers conference mm. i think when you are prepared to come back uh you need to announce to the world yes that you are coming back so especially your family <laughs> because uh you know you are not gonna be available like you have always been and it needs to be very clear that you know someone somebody else needs to start getting into the picture you know yeah. so your immediate family your extended family and friends mm -hmm. so here in in this uh example with me <laughs> uh my kids got a memo <laughs> from my husband <laughs> saying uh do not text your mother oh at all uh -huh. at all and when you need something call daddy don't call mommy. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's how the switch was uh, changed. <laughs> yeah. and, and he took over. He took over everything so I could focus uh, on preparing for my interviews and, and you know, just refreshing my, my, my mind with the Lean Six Sigma. If, you know, I went and checked if Why? something had changed. But yeah. really nothing has changed <laughs> other than now we have electronic formats <laughs> or templates. <Yeah. laughs> so, yes. 
Wow. Okay. So um, you're reviewing this, you're reviewing Lean and Six Sigma. Your husband takes the lead parent role at home. Uh, you're coming to the Society of Women Engineers, the SWE conference. You're having conversations um, with your neighbor and with other people. And then what, what were some of the um, key moments that led to your actual relaunch and where did you relaunch? Yes. So I left the conference end of October. I put my resume online October 28th and I had a job offer December 15th. Wow, that's extremely fast. What, yes. what do you attribute that to? Uh, several things. I'm going to give you the behind the scenes story and then, okay. and then, the, and then the, the light, the story in the light. <laughs> so I was approached by a recruiter and, you know, she interviewed me. She took my resume and submitted it to a company called Command Aerospace uh, that is in defense. So I got a call from the director of quality. I was interviewed uh, over the phone. And then he said, next week, I, you know, I would like uh, you to go to the site. Mm -hmm. So I met there with a hiring manager and, my, and two of my colleagues, and they interviewed me. So then the following week, they said, you know, we want you to come and interview with HR. And, uh, you know, everything was just looking great. The position, as I mentioned, maybe uh, I, maybe before I, I can remember, but I have done everything in quality. Quality mm -hmm. management, quality mm -hmm. technical, pretty much everything. So uh, this position was a senior product assurance engineer. Mm -hmm. And it was technical. So it was just like a, you know, perfect, perfect glove to my hand. <laughs> uh, I had all the qualifications and the experience for this position. I see. But what happened is that now I am uh, in my interview with HR and uh, I mentioned that uh, something I can't remember specifically, but they realized that I was coming back from a break. Right. And they were very, very surprised. And, uh, and I was surprised too. Uh, <laughs> so, so first I interviewed with uh, the HR manager and then I think they, they said, okay, let's pass her to the, the, the big head in HR here in the plant. So, um, you know, make sure we are doing the right thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, I had a very nice conversation uh, with the HR group and, uh, you know, I, I told them that ask me any question. I am. I can answer it, uh, wow. and, and I am. I am ready. I am ready to to come back. Uh, one thing that I want to put in there is that uh, I was in the right time at the right place in Qualcomm when they launched the latest uh, Microsoft Office. I see. And, and they and they sent all the employees for a week training. In PowerPoint, everything. Okay. So, so then I went for my career break and I am coming back and the tools are still the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my children now are, are in uh, middle school learning and high school learning about uh, Microsoft um, Office and I am there helping them, you know? Uh, so, yeah. so then that, that was not like a, uh, something that I had to like, you know, uh, get up to speed. I, I knew how to, how to use that. So I went back to the uh, recruiter 
after the after the interview and I said they didn't know that I had a career break and, yeah. the, and she said yeah I took their job description and I put next to uh, every bullet point your resume experience and I omitted the years mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> that was a trick it worked and uh, you know I hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a shift, uh, you know, the, the, the plant work four days a week, 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And my onboarding lasted five days. Mm. So I was with uh, a colleague, dear colleague, onboarding me. And then after the fifth day, they are like, you know what to do. You ah. know where we sit. So I go. And, and, and come and ask us if you have any questions, you know? So, yeah, yeah it was very, very easy for me to uh, come in. How did you know, like, what level and compensation to apply to and to negotiate for? Yes. Um, the position was a senior engineer position. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it was like I never left. Mm-hmm. I see. Like... I continue moving up. So you came in at the same level that what you left and the same compensation basically as what you left? Uh, Yes, actually, even uh, more than what I was expecting because, you know, we don't talk about money. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, I just was not sure what I was asking was appropriate. And they actually end up offering like $20,000 more than what I was expecting. (laughs) So, yeah. it was it was great. It was it was great. I, I was just very, very happy for the opportunity. So you came in through this recruiter, which I think automatically puts you somewhat in a different track inside the company. How did you this recruiter find you or how did you know this person? I think it was through like monsters.com or oh, career okay. builders. I am not sure. I didn't ask her where she found my resume. Yeah. But it was of your very specialized, uh, extensive mm-hmm. experience in this particular area. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. So when you were back on the job and they said, just go, were you able to hit the ground running or were there, there were there other, any um, technical updating or, or that you had to um, focus on once you were inside the organization? So in terms of the product, it was a new product for me. So I just took the spec and I started reading it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in terms of the manufacturing process, how to identify issues in the product or in the process, you know, that was just like natural <laughs> uh, okay. for me. So, yeah. And uh, to the point that six months into, uh, you know, the working in the plant in Orlando, they asked me to go to Connecticut and help a team that they, they you know, ha- was having some issues with uh, quality. Mm. And um, I did very well. I got an award, a director's award for my, my white paper to improve the process. And um, very proud of uh, contributing to the defense industry. You know, I am an immigrant. I am a citizen. And, um, you know, just very, very happy to, to be able to, to give back what this country has given me. Right, right. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your um, 
the master's degree program that you're in and when you decided to start that program and why and maybe a little bit about your status in it now. Yes. So I, I'm going to refer again to that book, The Ultimate Job Search Guide. Okay. Because when I was, you know, do, doing the section of professional soul search, that I call mm -hmm. that section that way, um, I actually realized that being in five industries at that time, the common denominator for my success moving from one industry to another was data. Mm. You know? And I mentioned that at Ford, I work with metrics and mm. data. I see. So, so I come in into the companies saying, what are you measuring? And give me access to the data. So I realized, uh, you know, before my reentry, that data was the constant. Right. So, so then I go to the conference and there were, there are some sessions about big data and data analytics. Mm -hmm. And so I did some reentry and I did some uh, data analytics sessions and I got very, very excited. I was already the queen of pivot tables. So I wanted, I needed an upgrade. <laughs> uh, no, so. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so then I, I re-entered and I started looking, you know, mm. um, where I should do my master's degree and also in, 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 in the range of data analytics, you know, you have a data science scientist, then you have data analytics and you have business analytics. So I met with professors that, you know, wanted me to go into data science. Mm. You know, I am considered a subject matter expert in manufacturing now. And then uh, going into data analytics is, is a really awesome combination. Mm. Mm -hmm. The professors were like going to data science. But then I started checking and, you know, the prereq I didn't have the prerequisites of the prerequisites of the prerequisites. <laughs> and I had to just basically go back and get a computer science degree and then I will just become a data scientist. So I was not planning to do that. Then in the business analytics, uh, you have dashboards already with metrics and you learn how to analyze the data. Mm. So I wanted something in between. Uh, technical, and uh, but also I could use my background in uh, manufacturing. So I found this program, uh, actually three programs, very good, um, Penn State, uh, University of Michigan, and also Villanova University. So I was accepted into the three uh, universities, and it's a data analytics program, uh, and they also call it professional studies. It's a master's degree in professional studies because you everything is hands-on you learn to program r i learn r I'm, i am learning python uh, i created a database uh in docker and sql and so you know hands-on uh experience and really really fun really i I, re I will recommend it to anyone to look into it and how long is the program and are you done with it or almost done with it Yes. So I am three quarters into the program. It's uh, 10 courses, nine courses and a project. So I am in my, I am in my seventh course and I am planning to graduate uh, next spring. 
Wow. Congratulations. Uh, so you're taking these courses at night or you're taking them online or on the weekends? Yes. Whenever you is, the, is the world campus uh, for Penn State. I see. And uh, yeah, I, you know, after work, I might do uh, some work during the week uh, or sometimes I just uh, spend time on the weekend uh, doing my homework in the lessons. Right. And then um, so you're in the home stretch, and it sounds like there's a capstone project that that still um, you need to complete. And yes. having this um, credential now, this master's degree uh, in the specialized area, how is that impacting your career goals and your career progression? So I started my master's in 2020, and I attended the SWE conference virtually, SWE in, in October 2020. And uh, I was approached by several companies just because I put in my resume that I was doing my master's degree in data analytics. I see. As soon as I updated my LinkedIn and other places, my world started changing dramatically. Really, really exciting. So um, after the conference, I ended up uh, interviewing for three companies, mm -hmm. Carrier, Lightpath Technologies and Faro. Mm -hmm. And uh, I received in February 2021 three offers the same week. <laughs> that was a great week. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, something to feel proud of, but also it's very stressful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, so I, I decided to go with Lightpath Technologies. Uh, it was a director position. And uh, in you know, very fortunate. It was 10 minutes from my house. Mm, that makes sense. That was amazing. I didn't yeah. have to disturb anyone in school or anything, relocate or anything. So uh, I, I went to Lightpad Technologies. Then in October 2021, I went again to the conference. Mm -hmm. And I was recruited by, again, several companies. And um, that was my first move into IT. I went to work for Jabo in the quality group mixed with IT uh, for product called electronic SPC, which is mm -hmm. uh, a statistics process control. And um, that was a circle that was close in my career because when I work at Ford, my first position in quality, I was a SPC coordinator in this process of circuit cards manufacturing. And uh, we were documenting defects on, on these boards. Mm. It was like 25 years ago. And I remember thinking it would be so awesome if we had the parametric data from the equipment so we could have perfect setups mm -hmm. and then we will have perfect mm -hmm. quality. Mm -hmm. So 25 years later, there is this opportunity to be the product owner of uh, the electronic SPC. And then we had all this parametric data now that we don't even know how to do with it. <laughs> and our systems, uh, you know, they have to get up to speed with the amount of data that we were collecting. Mm -hmm. So that was just like, you know, uh, uh, the side story. Then um, a year ago, I started working uh, for Johnson & Johnson in the IT department supporting manufacturing plants in medical devices in the strategy and operations team. And just 
three weeks ago, I started a transition into the data and analytics group in IT. So I am beyond excited and grateful and everything. <laughs> yeah, and what are your ultimate career goals? Can you talk a little bit about ambition and how you think about um, setting career goals for yourself? Yes. Um, I have this uh, quote here in my office that is uh, that it says, nothing in the world has been accomplished without passion. Hmm. And, um, you know, I am very passionate about continuous improvement mm-hmm. and passionate about um, also as a, you know, minority person, you know, a women engineer, Hispanic, uh, you know, uh, you know, and I, I am an ally for opening out in, you know, uh, bringing, you know, moving uh, up in my career is very important for me because that's how we can change things, mm-hmm. you know, have a, a, a bigger influence in the company and in the world. I am very pleased to be at Johnson & Johnson where we have metrics, very, mm-hmm. very specific. And it's the first time I have seen those metrics uh, about how many black people we are bringing into the teams, in the small teams, uh, how many women and how many racial diversity is in the teams and also gender diversity. So it's just that that's the combination. You know, I am very passionate about technology, but I am not just that. Right. I am also very passionate about diversity work. I have worked with people from around the world. I have had managers from around the world. The only continent has been Australia that I haven't worked with. But, you know, at the end, we all want to be happy and the best for our children. So um, inclusivity is uh, is great. And especially in uh, technology and innovation uh, is key, is key. I have I have experienced it, and this is very very important. Mm, right. Well, um, we're running out of time. I have more questions I want to ask you, but I think I'm going to jump to the question uh, that is the final question and the one that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about before? Yes. Uh, first, that book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned again, this book, every time I have looked for a job, I have gotten two offers. Until 2021, I got three. So amazing. You know, All be right. careful what you wish for. But yeah. this, this, this uh, book prepares you so well that you come into an interview, actually almost like high-fiving everybody because you feel so confident. You uh, you have, you know, three examples of how to answer a question. So that's one uh, advice. The other one is, uh, you know, connect with societies in your field. Mm-hmm. That is really important. And uh, very hopeful that, that I have seen while applying for jobs in the like you know, last four years, they are asking you if you are part of a return, oh. returnship 
Uh, right. So finding that in the in the company's um, career pages is very encouraging, and J and J also has it. Yes. And then go go and um, you know for me it was like I want to maybe ref- that do a refresher in Lean Six Sigma, uh, and uh, so I I took a course and uh, you know just you know make me think that I really haven't forgotten everything. <laughs> so that is uh, that is important. And you, my gosh, you know I relaunch. I oh. refer to all my mentees that are returning and um, the Facebook group that you have uh, is, is amazing. And, uh, you know, everybody that collaborates is great resources, participating career fairs. You know, you have a career fair, you have a conference also, and, you know, virtual career fairs or in-person career fairs. Another thing is that, you know, if you have an interview and then they don't call you back, yeah. it's fine. You yeah. practice, you mm-hmm. practice, you know, so then the next interview, you are going to do better. And, you know, so I would recommend to go and apply as many jobs as you can <laughs> at the beginning. So then you get comfortable, you know, talking about you and your mm-hmm. and, and your career and, you know, definitely build your confidence. Wow. Well, That's incredible advice. So many different pieces of advice, but a a lot for people to consider. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing everything. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Uh, It's a a pleasure being here. Um, And thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done, for that idea that came to your uh, head and you have made, you you have built a a company and, and you are changing the world. Wow. Well, thank you for saying that um, at iRelaunch. It's so gratifying for us to be working with relaunchers and now be at this point where we're speaking with relaunchers like you who have been back uh, for an extended period of time and are inside organizations and shifting perceptions by your example and also by your openness and interest in hiring other relaunchers to work for you. So uh, this is something that I, I, th- I think um, helps all of us and all, all together. So I just appreciate you um, talking about iRelaunch as being helpful at that critical point when, when you are returning. So Carmen, thank you so much uh, to our audience. Uh, thanks for listening to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. Be sure to go to iRelaunch.com to reference our range of resources there for you, including our job board, where employers go to recruit and hire relaunchers to work for them and access our many other resources, including events that are coming up for you, our roadmap, and we try to meet with you and connect with you uh, in many different ways, including with this podcast. So please become part of our community and stay active and we'll do the best we can to support you as you're relaunching your career. Thank you so much for joining us.